Entertainment Podcast from Bottomline Technologies. Digital transformation is the process of using digital technologies to create new or modify existing business processes, culture and customer needs, although unsurprisingly will look very different for every company. Hello, I'm Rich Williams, host of the Payments Podcast, and in this episode we'll focus on digital transformation within organisations, what it is and why it's needed, including some examples, and how businesses can determine if they really need to change. With me today is John Mahoney, Head of Digital Enablement at Bottom Line. Hello, John. Hi there, Rich. So if we start with the very basics, what is digital transformation and why does it matter? Um, So you gave quite a good introduction in your opener there. I think if we focus on what it is at the highest level, um, it's probably one of the more common and simple business management practices that we've always done, which is adapting to change. Um, What's really different with digital transformation this time around is that sheer speed of change that's taking place. Um, And it really is fundamental. Um, There are kind of rock star examples that we'll see on the news where businesses are fully automating, but it can be as simple as how teams communicate with one another. Um, And the common thread is really adapting to and importantly embracing uh, the digital age itself. Um, There's a real shift in the mindset um, of customers and the people that we sell to. And you can, um, you know, if you if you take a step back and look at your own life, um, we often go home after work and we'll crack on Netflix, maybe listen to some music on Spotify, etc. Um, and all of those solutions and services that we use in our day-to-day lives are available at our fingertips. Um, they're simple to use, simple to change away from as well. Um, that employee mindset comes back into the work as well. So people that that have that in their day-to-day lives will then go and look at business systems and business solutions and and, and processes that they use in their day-to-day basis and basically question, why can't things be just as simple as they are in my home life? Um, So there's a huge shift overall in culture that comes about from the stuff that's happening all around us. So you mentioned their organizational culture. So what role does this play within digital transformation? Um, So first and foremost, it's a fundamental driver. Um, And again, when we're talking about digital transformation, we're talking about huge mindset shifts. So if you look at at the uh, workforce that's in the economy right now, um, it's completely different to where we were before. You know, you used to have employees that would come to an organization pretty much straight out of education and would work there right until they got their carriage clock at the end uh, during their retirement. That's now entirely different. Not only do we have far more of a gig and experience economy where employees are basically looking to get what's right for them out of an organization, we're also seeing um, a lot of people starting what are called side hustles, i.e. embracing the ability to th- that it is now easy to create a an additional income stream on the side of their main employment um, and that is a great example of individuals embracing um, digital transformation even at an individual level so if we take an example of something like an Etsy so that is an online e-commerce solution that allows individuals who are particularly craft orientated to make things sell them online that even at an individual level is really where the economy is moving. So with in terms of what role it plays, um, 
that's the kind of mindset that comes into your office on Monday, whether you realize it or not. So that really does impact the way that that uh, businesses need to evolve. Um, the other thing I would say is that when we talk about organizational culture and digital transformation, the other thing is to bear in mind the the mentality of people who aren't yet comfortable with embracing that change. Not only are many organizations uh, filled with people that are uh, concerned about what is happening in the in the world around them for whatever reason, they also um, would be concerned for their own jobs in a place where heavy automa- automation is coming into the workplace. So it is a key um, principle that leaders need to follow to make sure that they smooth that change and make people come along for that journey and realize the opportunity actually presents them rather than the fear that it might build inside of them. If we now move our focus back to why this transformation actually matters, what's driving this? Um, So outside forces would be the easiest one to pick on. So if we look at, um, particularly at smaller organizations and even way more established organizations, we have huge numbers of disruptors coming into the market. Uh, And those disruptors are really driven by the ability, uh, the barriers dropping down that were, were stopping them from coming into the market before. Some of them are also taking advantage of changes in regulation. So governmental pressure to uh, break down barriers that were once there. Um, I know that uh, the, the the topic of uh, open banking and opening up of payment rails is one that we've, um, we've often talked about at bottom line. Um, and that's a great example of regulation completely changing the competition landscape and the, and the marketplace that we're, we're operating in. But also um, drivers happen internal to organizations. So I mentioned the cultural uh, piece. People are aware of the fact that there are better ways of doing their job. Um, Now, again, that doesn't mean that they're going to stop doing their job, but it could just be, you know, your finance department want to use a brand new communication tool that's just easy and they can use wherever they are, whether they're on the road, whether they're in the office people know that better solutions exist. And if if your organization isn't willing or able to embrace them, they will sometimes find organizations that are able to. Can you provide any examples of businesses that are doing this well today, John? So in terms of examples, you could go for the likes of the Googles, the Amazons, the Facebooks, Apples, those so-called GAFA organizations. So they're the easiest to pick on because we see them so much in the um, the press online, etc. Um, but really, those are great examples of companies that have kind of gone through and perhaps haven't even necessarily needed to transform. They've just always been great at adapting to a digital age as it as it emerges. There are plenty of examples of companies within the medium to large size whereby, you know, they're embracing it by having change and adapting to change as a core part of their leadership strategy you know maybe that's a carved out piece of time and maybe the company doesn't even call it digital transformation but really um, it's just a case of um, auditing the internal processes procedures rituals that take place within an organization taking a step back and looking at whether are there better ways has have things changed since we implemented this process more often than not the case will be that yes yes they have changed smaller smaller organizations um, have perhaps the biggest opportunity when it comes to digital but also they're potentially at a far bigger risk 
um, because the the marketplace in which they operate changes so rapidly, the competitor advantage that they can get can be taken can be taken away in a, a short matter of time as well. So it really is um, an open playing field at the moment. John, practically speaking, how would somebody be able to spot the signs that they need to transform their digital process within their organisation? Well, unfortunately, you're never going to have um, a big red flashing light that just goes off on your desk when it's time to transform. Um, As I said earlier, it's a core business management principle. Um, It's not being called digital transformation, perhaps, in your company in the past, Um, but it is now because the digital economy really is here. Um, If I were to pick on um, a company like Amazon, for example, as I said, it's a case of constantly improving, constantly evolving, etc. So it's not necessary that there's ever going to be a time and a, and a sign that stands out. Um, I think really when you find inefficiencies within your business, rather than necessarily uh, look at just one facet, so people, headcount, whatever that may be, look at it far more broadly nowadays. You know, is it a case that we need more people? Is it a case that we need more investment? Or really, is it a case that we're just working far less efficiently than we than we can do nowadays? Um, and often, companies just don't realise that there are better ways of doing things now since they last looked. And presumably, there would be some differences depending on the size of the organisation in question. Um, I mean, the urgency is certainly different. Um, So again, if you're a medium to large company, you could argue you have a little bit more time. I I think you could also counter that with the fact that a larger organization takes a lot longer to turn uh, the the oil tanker that's going going along often. So I think there's, there's certainly a difference in terms of a larger organization to do a far more wider and thought out audit process. Do the right level of of, um, of checks internally as to whether there are things that uh, you know are low hanging through the things to go for first. Whether there are things that seem far more uh, difficult to look at and perhaps need further partnership with other companies to to work through. Uh, if you're a smaller organisation, I mean, generally speaking, it's a case of um, you know this should be your day to day operation now. The the way that your business will succeed in the future, particularly if it's in an early stage, um, it's, it's key that you really do embrace uh, the, the world that you're now going to be operating in as you grow. So what are the common mistakes that organisations make in their digital transformation framework? I think with larger organisations, they can often prune too much from the tree in one go. So what I mean by that is make far too many changes in too much, uh, too short a time. Um, what that really leads to is the inability to measure success, um, because it's hard to tell what changes you made made the biggest impact, biggest positive impact to your organisation. Let's be honest here. Not every decision you make, as with anything in business, is going to be the right decision. So it's really about making methodical, well thought through changes, measure success, measure um, change that needs to be made to further improve the processes that you're you're putting in place. So leadership is key. Um, and I think leaving an organization to just... Um, to transform via osmosis rarely has uh, key examples of success um, and and really embrace partners and partnerships that will um, 
make it a successful process. There are plenty of organizations out there that have either been through the process before, work with lots of organizations that have done this before. Embrace those um, because they are really going to be your guide through um, the process itself. The other thing um, that organizations often do is they don't do enough due diligence when they're picking um, you know, solution providers. So if we pick on a project management tool or a communication tool, I'm sure you can go on Google and there are probably several hundred thousand links and, and organizations that exist there. Just because they're available doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be the right thing for the organization. There are plenty of examples in the news about these uh, startups that have had issues with um, you know, fraud or, or data breaches, etc. So really, particularly if you value uh, the data within your organization, take the time, do the due diligence, as I said, make it a methodical process, not a, a knee-jerk process. And that's a really good point to finish on. The example that you've spoken through today demonstrate the impact of having the right digital process in place, not only for the organisation, but for the customer experience too. It's also shown that it's not as simple as just investing in new technology and hoping to reproduce the same success as perhaps another organisation has seen. John, thank you for your time today. Thank you, Rich. Thanks for listening today and be sure to check out the Bottomline website where we'll include links to all of the examples that we've spoken about during this episode. Podcast from Bottom Line Technologies.